Hey, and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that has actual human emotions. Isn't that right, fellow passive observer Paul Goodman? I'm not so sure, Paul Salt. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I just feel like you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, and that somehow you mean all the world. But also you mean Weedabix. Okay, I have absolutely no idea how to carry on with that. <laughs> human interaction. Well, that's fine. Let's just stop there and cut to the next scene. people are very upset about it. It's about this weird event that makes people go really weird and then kill themselves. Kind of like the release of an M. Night Shyamalan film. This film came first in our poll of the shit trio that we gave to our listeners, and they voted in The Happening as the number one movie that we should stick our faces at for 90 minutes. Yeah, they really snuck that one in at the end there, didn't they? That was uh, it's going to be Pearl Harbor all the way. Um, critics were so mad about this film that most of them dozed off in sheer fury. Uh, It has 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the consensus reads, The happening begins with promise, but unfortunately descends into an incoherent and unconvincing trifle. Now, I like to descend myself into an incoherent and unconvincing trifle every Friday. (laughs) And that's why we can't use the lounge anymore. (laughs) It's my trifle room. (laughs) Come in, please. (laughs) No, you're right, mate. (laughs) Yes, so Rick Groan over at the Globe and Mail, Toronto, Mm. said that being risibly bad, the happening is at least worth a laugh. Exactly one laugh by my reckoning, and completely unintended, but no less full-throated for that. Paying it a compliment then, I guess. Rick Groan lives up to his name there, Ah. Rick. Martland McDonough, writing for (laughs) TV Guide magazine. Uh Uh-huh. Maitland? Yeah. Martin. (laughs) of scripts i just i've never seen the word martin before it really (laughs) threw me says m night Shyamalan's sixth film mines a rich load of end of the world as we know it cliches but while the setup is spooky the development is heavy-handed and marred by Shyamalan's inability to write natural sounding dialogue or convincing characters what no i was gonna make that joke Maybe the next it, one of the next seven times I make it, you'll preempt me. <laughs> uh, the public sleepily voiced their disapproval. Uh, Mr. D. Ryan at Amazon.com said, I think I should have given the money to some drug addicts and let them get enjoyment from it. I mean, drug addicts with that money, they could have all gone and seen a show, um, <laughs> could have had half an hour in a swimming bath, yeah. uh, could have gotten on a roller coaster, yeah. or got smacked off their tits. Well, I don't know why they want to do that. Nah. They're druggies already. Oh, that's it's a good a, point. They, they, they crave variation. <laughs> Emma Claire 1810 also at Amazon, said, I think this is possibly the worst thing I've ever seen. Not just in terms of film, but with my eyes. I make a point... You shouldn't have watched it with your eyes. That was no. the first thing you did wrong. I could have been outside scooping up my dog's excretion and been infinitely happier than I was watching this. You should scoop that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't don't let cinema take the fall for that. Stop watching The Godfather. <laughs> Go outside and deal with your dog's excretion. <laughs> Meanwhile, another member of the public, Mark Wahlberg, uh, said it was a really bad movie. Fuck it. It is what it is. 
Fucking trees, man. The plants, fuck it. He sounds nice. Yeah. So, Paul, you completely superfluous bottle of cough syrup. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, why are you eyeing my lemon drink? Lemon drink. <laughs> my lemon drink. Get out of my <laughs> lemon drink. I ground up only the finest lemmings. <laughs> it was brewed in Philadelphia. Yes. Where the film was shot. And where M. Night Shyamalan lives. And it just seems like such a magical place. It does. Not like that Philadelphia. It's an awful place. Oh, M- yeah. Murder capital of the they, States. Well, they, they killed um, Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah? And they God. were really mean to him before he died. So, what happens in the Happenong? Well, in, in, in the Happening. In the Happening. In the Happening. Yeah. The, the Trepening. Yeah. Which is what it feels like, am I right? <laughs> oh, come on, fellow critics. Oh, come on, Mark God. Wahlberg. So, yeah, it's set in a dystopian future. <laughs> dystopian future. <laughs> which... God. I like we're living in a dystopian future. <laughs> it's set in a dystopian future in which all mankind has been replaced by wide-eyed, curious robots. Um, but the film doesn't really focus on that. What it focuses on in the beginning mm. is um is two 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 girls yeah and uh, they're in, they're in the park and they're having a I like to think they've never met before. Well, you'd think that <laughs> um there's a completely contrived thing in a book that happens and then she stops like she's in the adjustment bureau. Oh, and then she takes out a hairpin and stabs herself in the neck with it. Ouch! And her friend goes, oh. Mm. Would you believe it? Everyone in Central Park, this is in Central Park, by the way. Oh, yeah. Just started killing themselves. <laughs> just started, like, murdering them. They own... did. One person um, shoved a squirrel down their throat and had it eat their way out from the inside. Yeah. One person wrapped himself in his own soul and jumped in the river. <laughs> One person ate a Central Park hot dog. That was vicious. Ouch. Yeesh. One person went running through there late at night. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, fuck. No. Just absolute suicide. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is teaching a science class to a bunch yeah. of kids in which basically the gist of the lecture is science, you know, fuck it. And science will come up with some reason to put in the books, but in the end it'll be just a theory. I mean, we will fail to acknowledge that there are forces at work beyond our understanding. It's only a theory. <laughs> it's only a theory, It's right? only a theory. And we all know what theory means. It means maybe? <laughs> yeah. Theory of gravity? The maybe of gravity? May- the maybe of gravity. The who can prove it? The prove it of gravity. <laughs> yeah, and so that they're in there. Why are the bees gone? He's, he's, he asks everyone. And uh, and then he goes around the, the, the room eliciting answers from uh, from his unwitting Baffled. students. Yeah. Baffled unwitting students. <laughs> Well, like, you, you're sexy right now, but you won't be in a few years. What? Never mind. Look, what, what, what's bees? Where bees? Where are the bees? What, what's on bees? What did you say about my face? What are the bees? Um, I don't know. Good answer. Yeah. What about my face? Oh, it's fine. And <laughs> the, the principal comes in to get him out of class. Yeah. Um, so he goes with her. Yeah. To where they've gathered up all of the other teachers to stare mm-hmm. at Alan Ruck. Yes. Uh, because Alan Ruck's here, everyone. Yeah. Look. And everyone's like, oh, he was oh, in Spin City. He's in Speed. Brilliant. Yeah. They poke at his face. And it's like, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, fa- thanks. Yeah. Also, um, there's been a terrorist incident in Central Park and a bunch of people are dead. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Nightmare. He and uh, John Leguizamo, who is the math teacher there. Yes, the math teacher. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? We've known each other six years. Is your wife still <laughs> acting strangely after the argument you had this morning? I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Did the gas get at you? Look, you... What are you talking about? <laughs> you haven't said anything like that since you got drunk at my wedding seven years ago. <laughs> I think he heads back home, and then we get a shot of a road in New York mm. with, you know, some lovable New Yorker types. Guy in taxi, bop, mm. bop. And guy who directs traffic, bop, bop. Mm. And, yeah, suddenly something comes over him and he shoots himself in, in head. Yeah, he shoots himself in the front of the head. The front of the head? Yeah. 
which which is quite a feat. Yes. And then and then lovable Sal, who was in the car and oh, just only Sal. wanted to chat about the weather, he then also <laughs> picks up the gun uh-huh. and shoots himself in the corner of the face this time. <laughs> and then, okay, then cut to home and we meet Zoe Deschanel. Oh my God, we meet, we experience her. Oh, we get married to <laughs> and later divorce after a whirlwind honeymoon. We live in her basement for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Staring at a self-portrait of Zoe Deschanel. Wondering where all things went wrong. Yeah. It makes you kill yourself. Just when you thought there couldn't be any more evil that could be invented. Listen, Julian, Velma's acting weird. Just be cool, okay? What's going on? She's acting like she's distant or something. There was this guy. His name is Joey. He's at work. We went out and we had dessert. I went out and I had dessert with him when I told you I worked late. And I didn't work late. And I'm feeling really guilty in case we're going to die. Just wanted you to know that. She's getting a call from Joey. Oh, who's yeah. Joey? He sounds handsome. Well, you'd, you'd, you'd think so from the name alone. And then when she answers okay. the phone, I don't know about you, but there was a certain silkiness uh, with the sound waves coming out of the TV screen that could only have come from the telephone at that point. And yeah. it did make my brain, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it, well, made my brain orgasm. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, really, the silky smooth voice that came out of that phone could only have belonged to a visionary screenwriter and sort of yeah. the, one of the bravest talents working in his field. Yeah. Part-time Adonis. Yeah. Yeah. Full-time god. <laughs> and wasn't Full-time. credited, though, is the, is the thing. No, who um, was it? Just god. modest as well. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, a- anyway, he, oh, he's conducting something with Zoe Deschanel, but she, yeah, but Zo- Zoe Deschanel manages to cover it up with uh, a <laughs> Most- fantastic series of movements. <laughs> well, I mean, by looking permanently suspicious. Yes. It's very difficult to actually mm. tell what she's yeah. up to with her huge eyes. She picks vacant- up a magazine and reads it upside down. <laughs> vacant voice. <laughs> yeah, but she just does that. She did that for four hours once. I watched her. <laughs> She's unknowable. No. I mean, it's like the manic pixie dream girl without the manic. Yeah. <laughs> or the girl. She's just made of dreams. <laughs> made entirely of dreams is Zoe Deschanel in this film. And, um, anyway, and uh, she glides over to Mark Wahlberg. They're having mm. some sort of argument. It's yeah. not absolutely clear what. Yeah. Uh, but they both agree they need to get out city. Yeah. Of Philadelphia. Uh, head over to Philadelphia. Yeah. So they all recognize her at the train yard. Uh, mm-hmm. John Leguizamo. Leguizamo has his daughter with him. Yep. Uh, but not his wife, no, who's she, off somewhere. She's in absentia. They all head out on the train. Mm-hmm. On the train, they get more reports of creepy shit happening. Was the uh, the builder, the, the construction yard oh, thing shit, at the start? that was at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, well ret- retcon. At the, at the, <laughs> earlier at the beginning of the film, there is another fantastic scene of some um, construction workers sort of swan swanning <laughs> off off the edge of a of yeah, edge of a building and not uh, jumping or flop just kind of uh, flopping off yeah. the top of a building yes that happened as yeah. well so it's it's pretty rampant people mm. are just killing themselves in yeah. ridiculous ways um the train gets stopped yep because basically the train lost contact but with, with who? who everyone <laughs> sorry i tried to scream and i was so shocked <laughs> oh sorry i'm um, dollar's tower everyone else is fine Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, cool. They're stuck in, uh, crazy kind of places this, Philbert. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah, who knows? God damn it. Oh, <laughs> he says. Standing uh, aside in front of a massive neon sign that says Philbert. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in a diner, they're watching the TV, and it turns, it turns out that, um, it's spreading. Yes. All over the Northeast. Yes. A woman has footage on her phone at this point of a man feeding himself to several lions. Yes. Bits of himself. Yeah. One at a time. Yeah. It's pretty fucking great. Whatever's closest. <laughs> if you're um you're in you're in the zoo, you're kinda lucky. <laughs> Unless you're next to the penguins. <laughs> and you just start standing there ages. slack jawed. Rubbing a sloaf over your nuts. It's just not <laughs> Why trying, is this working? Trying to swallow a lemur. 
Paul and Paul's zoo antics game coming out with Hasbro in 2018. <laughs> Kill yourself with a series of increasingly awkward animals. It's ban yourself from every zoo bingo. <laughs> they decide that in order to escape the the murderous thing that is happening, that is yeah. verging in on them because the they're happening. surrounded by it. Yes, that yeah. is going on right now. Yeah. They decide to go to Arendelle. Yes, that sounds good. Because it's, um, because nobody it's, lives there. It's not on any maps, so yeah. hopefully the plants and the wind won't be able to find it. Meanwhile, John Legui- uh, Leguizamo. Yeah. Uh-huh, um, he's gonna go back to look for his wife, and he asks, um, Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg to look after his daughter. Yes. But they better be careful, because if they're gonna take their, his daughter's hand, they better mean it. Yeah. I got her, Julian. I'll take my daughter's hand unless you mean it. You're gonna take my daughter's hand. You better mean it. Fuck, motherfucker! And he just starts shanking her before. We... <laughs> ah, ah, it's very violent and aggressive, wasn't it? And, and he hadn't even had any of the um the the, the spore urge yet, has he? Not all. Maybe it was seeping in. Ooh, already oh, into those acting creepy, chops. Isn't it? it was already in there. Oh, going around his acting gills <laughs> and his acting gland. So he 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 goes off in a, in a car. Yeah. Um, his performance sack. <laughs> his performance sack in tow. He keeps it in his neck. Swollen between his legs. Oh, fuck. Um, he he's like that Viz character yeah. that car- Alan and his unfeasibly large testicles has to carry them around in that's a wheelbarrow. A, that's a great reference. And, uh, <laughs> keep, keep it in. I'll just reference. I'll, I'll splice it in for like future things it as well. It just made your dad's day. <laughs> yeah. That was my, my dad's uh, number one activity, father son activity that was reading the Viz. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, so, so, so he he goes off, and Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel and Jess, Jess, the babe, the girl, they they go off somewhere else. Yes, uh, they meet up with a guy with a little beard and a blonde woman, mm. uh, and they're going to swim by his house in order yeah. to pick up some supplies. Yes, and then they're going to get going for Arendelle. Yes, yeah. Uh, the supplies turn out to be hot dogs. Yeah, and the guy has a bit of a theory. <laughs> Does he? Yes, he supposes that it might be the plants doing this. What about his other theory? That hot dogs are great? We're packing hot dogs for the road. You know, hot dogs get a bad rap. Got a cool shape, they got protein. You like hot dogs, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought that's, that's the one I was most interested in. <laughs> he does theorize that hot dogs are actually the perfect really food, good. I think. Yeah, said. perfect food. They've got protein. Oof. They've, they've what got, do you need? Fat? <laughs> they've got, you know. Fat carbs. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Some carbs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sawdust. Yeah. Minimums? Minimums? Who, who really cares? It's got B12, and that's the only one you've got to worry about. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So, so those two theories now, uh, <laughs> locked and loaded. Yeah. It's, the double barrel shotgun of ideas. It's stuck into our mouths. Pa- fired. Plants, are, plants are the problems. <laughs> Hot dogs are the solution. <laughs> yes. And off they go. Cut to John Leguizamo. Gwen Mario. John Leguizalami. <laughs> in 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 his in his little jeep thing. Holy fuck! Uh, <laughs> hanging people. Oh fuck! They're just hanging on the ro- uh, yeah. from the roof of the <laughs> road, yeah. and that proves that there's um, gas about. Yeah, their suicidal urges managed to get them all strung up from lampposts. Yes, and, um, <laughs> they went and got ladders, very yeah. impractically tall ladders with ropes, <laughs> and gradually hung themselves. Yes. Meanwhile, Hey Mambo, Mambo Leguizamo tries to reassure the little girl in the car. By giving twenty year old girl, twenty year old girl, by giving her a maths, um, a maths problem to solve, yeah. and as he's uh, he's looking around for the hole as she's trying to solve it, mm. and he realizes there's a hole in the ceiling of the car, mm. the roof, the canvas. They're gonna die. Yeah, 
And then they do. Yeah, the driver speeds up, drives into a tree, he gets out of the car unharmed, and then cuts his wrists open with a bit of glass he finds. Interesting mm-hmm. wanna. Yes, very uh, disturbing, actually. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, you are an eccentric, high-pitched-voiced army man <laughs> catches up <laughs> yeah. with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, cheese and crackers, everyone. That, that's the swear we learned in the army. <laughs> oh, they, they, they don't half-talk rough in the army, do they? <laughs> They, they figure out because people are coming in from all directions that there are dead bodies everywhere. Yes. As Jonathan Davis once uh, aptly sang. Uh-huh. And they decide to get off the grid a bit. Yeah. In order to, they, they leave the cows behind. Yeah. Run over a field. Yeah. That'll save you from the trees. Yeah. <laughs> then they decide to split into two groups. Mm. Um, people who, ha- who are going go to go right now <laughs> and people who have to get stuff from their cars. They will therefore be 12 seconds <laughs> behind the people who have to go right now. But it just is very fortuitous that this happens because yeah, Mark man. Wahlberg, being a science teacher, figures out that it's when humans are clustered into big groups that the, uh, oh, the, the spores are released. Them. Yeah. Yes. And so it's just, just as well because the first group, the people who just couldn't wait to get to Arendelle, <laughs> just start shooting each other. Shooting That's themselves, right. I think. Those without possessions. And so maybe we could infer that it is actually possessions that will save us in the end. Ooh. Ooh. That's probably what uh, M. Night Shyamalan was going for. He's Definitely. an ardent capitalist. Yeah. yeah. And materialist. Yeah. Yeah. And so, a god. Ha- have attachments, everyone. Yeah. Makes you yeah. human. Anyway. Yeah. Hashtag Ikea. The other group in part comprises Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel, and Jess. Yep. And a couple of kids, I think, at this stage. And I yes. Think that's about it. And they, everyone separates and runs off. So you end up with our core group. Everyone else kills themselves yeah. using a pebble that they find and yeah. um, a chipmunk that they use yeah. to sever their arterial artery. Um, yeah, they, they they try and get into a into a house um, which other some people are living in. The two the two boys after we get to know them for three minutes, probably the most natural performances in the film. Apart yeah, from John I mean the Lincoln's way they, the way they kick down that door, I, yeah. I believed it. It's pretty human, and yeah. they get shot one in the gut, one in the face. Yep. Um. So they're dead, leaving us with. But three. But three. Zoe mm. Deschanel, Marco Wahlberg, and little girl. Jess. Jess. Probably. Jess the cat. Who knows? Um, they yes. find another house and think, mm. well, it worked out pretty well the last time we ran up to a house yeah. and did shit. So yeah. let's give that a go. Who's living here? Oh, it's not Jane Lynch. <laughs> so um, no. J- Jane Lynch from the 60s <laughs> come, come, comes up and uh, she, she says, oh, hello, everyone. Oh, I suppose I better invite you in. <laughs> Stop looking at my lemon drink. <laughs> Go to bed. Yeah. In Hope. the bedroom, they all conspire. This chick's fucking crazy. Yeah. Acting a bit like an M. Night Shyamalan character. Maybe yeah. we should all escape. And yeah. they're like, yeah, well, let's do that. They go into the hallway. She's there. And she's like, I hear you whispering. Planning on stealing something. No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep. What? No. Which, you know, happens. Yeah. And then... Mark Wahlberg goes back to bed and they all go to sleep. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, it's been a hell of a day. Oh man, the beat. Oof. Hay fever's probably going wild. <laughs> and yeah, so the, 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 ne- quite the, could Puritan have solved all this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm on two a day at this, at this point. <laughs> this November. <laughs> at this point in my life. Oh, okay. When hay fever, when, when hay fever season comes a running. Yeah. <laughs> The very, the very next day. Yes. Um, cause this is a fast paced film, M. Night Shyamalan pointed out. <laughs> Not Jane Lynch, uh, she gets the lurgy after freaking out a bit. Yeah. At Mark after, Wahlberg. after scaring Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Unnecessarily. <laughs> with, with, with a doll that was in, um, that was in. With a strategically placed doll. <laughs> there was quite clearly a doll even when we could just see the feet. <laughs> Because it had the feet of he a doll. Opens, he opens the door, sees doll feet, and it's like, Mrs. Jones? 
opens the rest of the door. We don't get another establishing shot of the doll, but we get Mark Wahlberg walk substantially into the room. <laughs> In the face like, of said object. <laughs> looking directly at it saying, Mrs. Jones? And then we cut to the obviously <laughs> fake doll. Yeah. It's well, like, it's a real doll. Oh, it's a real doll. I don't <laughs> want you to think it's not a real doll, but it's it's a fake Jane Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not not Jane Lynch. <laughs> Not Jane Lynch is behind Mark Wahlberg, and, and she has another episode yeah. before going out, walking into her allotment, and then getting the urge to just keep headbutting glass. Until, yeah, glass, until she dies. doors, everything. Yeah. Cows. Yeah. We don't of... see her die, though. No. Nope. So she'll she, she be coming back later in, oh. in the epilogue. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, no sign of Zoe Deschanel or Jess. What? What's going on? Yeah. I mean, they could be in the same fucking room as you and you might not notice them because they have no heartbeat or sentience <laughs> of any kind. They're like but... ninjas. They've controlled it all. <laughs> he realizes Zoe Deschanel and uh, Jess are in the outhouse. He's in the in-house. Yeah, he's in the shit house. He's in the shit house. He's in the dog house with yeah. Jane Lynch. <laughs> and he's whispering through and he makes up with... Oh, by the way, they were having an argument the whole time. Something to do with tiramisu. I don't fucking know. Yeah. He, they make up over the thing and it's like, we're going to die, aren't we? And we're not going to see each other. And he's like... You know what? I'm not. I'm not willing to let that happen. Yeah. I want to see you right now. And he strides out. Zoe Deschanel comes out, dragging the little girl, kicking and screaming, who doesn't want to die. Yep. Um, and they all meet up, and they they don't kill themselves. No. No. That's that's it, really. Yeah. Cut, um, cut to the future. Oh, we've all got flying cars. Yeah. Um, they finally made Brexit happen. <laughs> it was easier than we thought. Yeah. And in in the uh, the Jeremy Corbyn mausoleum. <laughs> Um, I was going to say Sigourney Weaver. I don't know why, but <laughs> not Weaver not Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. She <laughs> is sitting in the bathroom. She she is killing time. Yeah. Um. In 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 a way that would suggest <laughs> she's waiting for the film to end. <laughs> yeah. She's wondering why the shot is on her. But it turns out that she had uh, urinated on a stick. Yep, a magic stick that tells you whether you're pregnant or not. What imagine. Kind of future is this crazy oh it tells her she is pregnant yeah she actually is yeah. so you know luckily you know the the power couple they're not just going to adopt a girl because that wouldn't be real yeah that's not your real kid no that's, that's no. not that's not a proper family no luckily she is pregnant she's gonna have her own kid that which is right phew yeah and get rid of that other one anyway mark Wahlberg awkwardly walks his little girl to the school yeah comes home they have a weird moment of looking at each other that's the end of their story. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Paris, it's all happening again. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And now, once again, it's going to occur. Le Venement. <laughs> <laughs> Brain twisters. <laughs> My word. Now, I feel... So that was the happening. Yeah. I feel like there's only really one discussion to be had here. <laughs> because the following two statements are fact... Number one, M. Night Shyamalan wanted to make an earnest science fiction movie with an environmental message. Agreed? Okay, yeah. Number two, this is one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. I need a second. But we can't just stand here as an uninvolved observer. I need a second, okay? Just give me a second. We're not going to be one of those assholes on the news who watches a crime happen and not do something. We're not assholes. Just a second. Elliot, please tell us what to do. I need a second, okay? Why can't anybody give me a goddamn second? It's It's got some laughs, yes. <laughs> if we're going to die, I want you to know something. I was in a pharmacy a while ago. There was a really good-looking pharmacist behind the counter. I went up and I asked where the cough syrup was. I didn't even have a cough. It's really funny. The acting is hilariously bizarre. I mm-hmm. don't know what 
they were directed to do. Ooh, just thought. Uh-huh. M-, M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. His his one directive was beep boop. <laughs> and every and, and and just between lines, whenever any of the actors looked over at the camera, there'd be M. M- Night Shyamalan behind it, just just mouthing beep boop, <laughs> beep boop. <laughs> I was like. Oh yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. Okay, that's hey, that's great. What? Hey, I don't oh. know if you guys have heard about the honey boo, honey booze, honey boo do 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 do. Okay, use this, use this time. Oh my god, it was just Muzak. This these performances weren't they? It was it was the acting equivalent of Muzak. It really was. Oh yeah, I think I know this emotion. What was it again, Girl from Epanema? <laughs> Look, I don't know if you guys have heard about this article in the New York Times about honeybees vanishing. Acting was- terrible. Dialogue yeah. is as unnatural as a plastic plant. Yes. The, the methods of people killing themselves is abs- are often absurd, such as mm-hmm. feeding oneself to a lion. Missed out a bit where a guy starts a lawnmower, like a big mm. industrial lawnmower, and then quickly runs in front of it and lies <laughs> in front of it. It's like the suicide bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> The the actual the actual premise of tree, trees and plants releasing toxic spores that, that, that make people make kill people themselves. do that if 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 this is a you know a sci a science fiction B movie type yeah. thing that that fits in rather well I think sure I mean it could that, be menacing the idea of you, you lose your individuality become like a zombie but one who's only concerned with self harm yes that's upsetting and the more upsetting moments were the simpler ones when mm. like a woman just takes a hairpin out of her head and yeah. just stabs herself in the neck with it. It's, mm. It's upsetting, but her mate then immediately reacts as just, mm. yeah, oh no, oh no. But it's yeah, there is something about the, the like the the numbed way that everybody murders themselves that that <laughs> is just ripe for it's ripe for ridicule. It's so funny. If you were get, to make it make it horrible, I think it would have been better to have them have some sentience left, but like in not the eyes. be aware, that, yeah, not be aware of what they were doing, yeah, and just see the fear in their eyes before they just start eviscerating themselves with whatever they've got in their hand. It's so contrived, the yeah. methods in this. Yeah. People just jumping off the top of a building and falling like fucking mm. leaves from a tree. You know, again, horrifying the idea of just several people just ra- raining themselves off of a building. <laughs> yeah. But the way that it was handled with, with, there was something about the blocking in this film. Yes. That just, you know, it would have been perfect comedy. Or just there's something about Zoe Deschanel's face. I don't know what it is, but every time it cut to her, it's just mm. some of the funniest moments in this was sh- just her expression, her weird, vacant staring off into the distance. It was if, glorious. It was wonderful. It was. It was magical because she's a good actor. Yeah, I've seen her in things. She's <laughs> she's she's a genuine actor. I've seen her. Five Hundred Days of Summer, The New Girl. Pretty funny, an elf. Oh yeah. I always forget about that film. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, she's good. Mark, Mark Wahlberg has been in things that I've liked. Definitely. Yes. He was Dignam in uh, The Departed. Yep. Which is fucking a fantastic character. Yep. Um, he was great. He was great in The Fighter. <sighs> yep. Fantastic again. Yeah. yeah, he does have that kind of lightly spoken quality to him. I think Boogie yeah. Nights as well. He had that kind of... Oh, God, yeah. Doug Diggler. Yeah. I think he had that going for him as well. Yeah. So this, there is a bit of precedence with old Marky Mark. Yeah. And his funky bunch. But yeah, it, it's a very strange performance. 
Yeah. And he himself like, said that he wanted to take this role because he, you know, he wanted to play a science teacher and yeah. not just like a cop or a thug. I, w- I would like to say that John Leguizamo isn't bad. Oh, God, he, he's, yeah. he's got a, he's got a few human bones there. He has people thoughts yeah. and feelings. If you're going to do a film about yeah, the human impact on the environment, have some humans in it. <laughs> yeah. You've got, well, like, you got to. There's no themes here. Yeah. The big tension between Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg is that she went for dessert with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> God. They had tiramisu together. And then fucking Mark Wahlberg went to a pharmacy and bought some cough syrup because the girl was cute, although maybe it didn't happen. Yeah. It's like, this, this is nothing. Yeah. This, um, these characters are nothing. And they um, supposedly had an argument at the beginning of the film, but that was cut in order to <laughs> let the audience watch the drama unfold. Yes, learn as, about as their happened. troubles yeah. throughout. And it's like, what was that argument about? Yeah. Because he didn't know about fucking Joey. It was covered in 45 whole seconds um, <laughs> where they made reference to it. And I don't want to talk about it, I think yeah. was, was one of the lines. And then and then she confesses the Joey thing with M. Night Shyamalan shame. Yeah. Shame Mamelin. And, and he's like, oh, okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> But then, but then it's yeah. They just they just get over it because they're going to die, which is fine. Yeah. It's understandable, I guess. You don't want to you don't want to die with a yeah. grudge. But um, yeah, there's no. <laughs> it's all very. Oh, what, what's what's the word? Uh, not real. Yeah. Ethereal. Yeah. Yeah. Not a thing. Because so much of the stuff that's meant to be heavy is weightless. Hmm. It's quite a sort of natural glide for me. It's like a slip and slide. I can yes. just slide my way down the happening <laughs> without worrying much about it because it's just, and just enjoy the comedic moments. Yes. I'd say the ratio of hilariously bad to boring is much better than Lady in the Water. Oh god, yeah. I mean, this was way more enjoyable by dint of it being fucking hilarious from yeah. beginning to end. <laughs> I think this is the only discussion we can have about this and it is intention versus result. Hmm. Now, Shyamalan offered this before the film was released. The tonality was carefully chosen in terms of approaching it as a kind of high-end B-movie, and hopefully it will be taken that way. Now, I didn't find much in terms of him talking about the happening after it was released. Right. There were no juicy Lady in the Water style, Critics Don't Understand Me, Europe is mm. much better. But when asked why people doesn't don't respond to his movies like the happening in Lady in the Water, he said, well, you shouldn't really look at the result, even if the result is great. That shouldn't be where the energy goes. The people that I've loved in art, they're not looking at that. You can smell when they're trying to please you. And if they're trying to please, they're not artists. That's the definition of prostitute. Of prostitute. Prostitution is the selling of a value system. Oi, love. <laughs> Get a va- value system for 50 quid. <laughs> Ego, love. Wrap your lips around that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> now I know about what's right and what's not. What does that mean? <laughs> come, come in between me, me ethics and moral code. I do, I do like that because in a, in a way, Shyamalan has a, a point. Yeah, true artists, artists, yeah, don't really go out pleasing other people. No, so he's 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 right there. But well, they don't go out trying to. Maybe. No, that's it. Yeah. yes, they don't go. True artists don't go out making people happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. This is this is the very important distinction. Yes. Um, Successful artists don't intend to, but they do. Yeah. And Night Shyamalan, I guess he's pleased some people. Pleased he's pleased himself. me, Paul. <laughs> he's made me a very happy man. Well, on this occasion he has. And I True. think you can tell the difference between if you were to sample in just a, a couple of seconds from our Lady <laughs> in the Water episode compared to this. Yeah. I'd I'll say d- there's a pretty big fucking difference. I'll do that now. <laughs> When, when you talk about the the people who have defended this movie, it's always yes. about like 
it's actually a really intelligent idea. Yeah. And do you know what, guys? It can happen. Science has proved it that plants, re- <laughs> you know, pheromones. Yeah, pheromones, guys. Whatever. And, but that's yeah. Again, that's not the issue. No, it's not that it's implausible. No, it's that well, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's <laughs> there's the, the, a difference the pre- there. The premise is plausible. Yeah, the, the characters, the dialogue, yeah, the the, the directing. Th- that is the implausible stuff. Yeah, and that really gets in the way of investment. But yeah. you're right. There are some people who defend this. Beside M Night Shyamalan, Roger Ebert gave it a good review, three stars in fact, uh, pra- praising the film's environmental message, realistic portrayal of mass panic. He said it's good that you know people don't swarm out in massive queues; they just calmly get on a train. Which I don't know. I. How much mass panic have you seen? <laughs> mass exodus, we should probably uh. say. Um, and also, The Quiet Menace, saying, and I quote, mm-hmm. It is no doubt too thoughtful for the summer action season, but I appreciate the quietly realistic way Shyamalan finds to tell a story about the possible death of man. I, I will respectfully disagree, Mr. Yes, Rebert. quietly um, realistic. Yeah, it, it does happen that even there were some moments where I was I was sure that I mean, the, the the bit where Mark Wahlberg is is talking, pleading with the plant. Yes, yeah, that, that's maybe, on purpose. Maybe... That's a comedic line. Yeah, yeah. But but it feels. But I'm, I, I was when I was laughing, I wasn't laughing with it. Still, I was still very much in the mindset of laughing at it. So even though it was an intentional comedic moment, I was like firmly poised against it. Um. Yes. More defense. Craig Lines, writing for Den of Geek said, I personally consider The Happening as one of the best Hollywood movies of the last decade and by some distance the most misunderstood. It is, without question, Shyamalan's masterpiece. Now, things like that make me worse disposed towards the film. Mm. Because I'm the way I enjoy The Happening, and let's please have no mistake, I enjoyed The Happening. Mm. I really did, guys. The way I enjoyed it was as a film that is a spectacularly failed attempt at something very grand yes that is why it is enjoyable i mean i, th- I think the ambition there can be lauded yes i think i think yeah. a- ambition maybe if we're going to encourage m night Shyamalan, say yeah. the ambition there mate m is 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 commendable yes it's com- it's commendable and keep doing that but maybe instead of auteuring your next um your next piece have somebody there who can oh please get someone else to write the script yeah. he can be he can he can still come up with a plot Yes. Story by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Although, is this not what happened with um, Devil, just produced by him? Oh, yeah. Story by M. Night Shyamalan. Written by other people. Brian Nelson. And that is still a fucking M. Night Shyamalan film. Yeah. When he's near, everything goes wrong. Toast falls jelly side down. Children hit tables. And people get hurt. To the point where I might suspect that Nelson is some sort of... Anagram of... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's produced by M. Night Shyamalan as well. Yeah, so so he was on set. And, and and this is it. You need like an equal partnership, a visionary in their own right. Yes, to come in and just help. And then yeah. Sh- and Shyamalan sounds like a really good idea guy. Yeah, it re- really does. <laughs> good. Shots. It just need yeah, just need somebody to to humanize that old script <laughs> and 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 just to guide guide the film yeah. just generally away from ridicule. Yes, keep Shyamalan away from the actors. Yeah, you can keep him involved with the special effects, the plotting. Yes, yeah. you know, usually he's pretty good. One of the things I really liked about this and um. Oh, uh, Craig Lines over at um, Den of Geek pointed this out. It actually kind of is the opposite of a big Hollywood plot in as much as all the action Mm. and the densely populated stuff is early on. And then as the film goes on, the characters have to get to more and more isolated, quiet places. Mm. 
was interesting. It's a good structure. Yeah, well, that that stuff may well have been there, but the whole yeah. thing was just so poorly executed. Yes, the meandering. Yeah, it's again, again, it's the the ambition is there. It's, yeah. cool, great, commendable. I applaud yeah. it, but need to execute that old that old body a little better. I Swing that sword so. a little swifter. <laughs> okay, let's let's quick fire. Quick fire. Okay, a genuine moment, a human moment that wasn't funny because of how awkward it was. Mark Wahlberg takes some time to make a very scared little girl laugh. And he does so by giving her a mood ring. Mm. Uh, she wears the mood ring and um, he says, oh, it's gone green. Well, that means you're going to laugh soon. And then he just waits for her to laugh. Yeah. And it's cute. I love that a bit. Yeah. That was really nice. Really nice moment. Another good um, bit of Mark Wahlberg's is uh, press ganging his students for some weird answer about bees. Yeah. And then the vice principal comes in. He sort of hides behind the desks and, and sort of creeps around and he's like, yeah. oh no, the Dark Lord is here and, yeah. and has a bit of a play around and makes his students laugh. Yeah. And again, that was, yeah. I mean, don't you don't see that again in the film. There's a sequence I quite like and that is the sequence building up to the crash. Now, first of all, uh, the, the dialogue's dreadful in the sequence. Mark, sorry, John uh, Leguizamo mm-hmm. is explaining the math problem that he set the little girl. Mm. But he notices there's a hole in the, in the canvas in the ceiling and it's an, a long shot. It's not a dramatic shot. It's just there, matter of fact, with a slight whistle of the wind seeping in, mm. which is creepy. Yeah. Then the car crashes and the two people fly out the windscreen, which is, again, fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it just needs an accompanying... The Guizamo gets out, finds a bit of glass, cuts open his wrist, starts to anyway. And aside from the fact that James Newton Howard's music starts to build yeah. near the end, when it was much creepier, when it was just the weird xylophone yeah. thing, piano piece. Yeah, it's a it's a effective scene. It's upsetting because it's really dehumanizing and john Leguiz- uh, leguizamo dies senselessly i think the environmental message is to be uh, admired the intent was there and it was noble some really great bits of cinematography um mm-hmm. some terrible uh, it's really uncomfortable when they get right up close to an actor's face whilst they're talking especially mark Wahlberg, who's freaking out mm-hmm. asking people for a minute <laughs> of time yeah. to think about something <laughs> and it's just right in his face yeah. and it's like he's not he hasn't got space to like act naturally so yeah. he's just stood perfectly stationary still saying why can't anyone just give me a minute <laughs> yeah. but um some really excellent moments of cinematography including Zoe Deschanel and Jess sat near the um the talking hole in yes. um in the base in the creepy outhouse mm. um yeah it looked good and there was some really nice shots of nature and people walking across it and yeah, yeah some cool shots Terence Malick, eat your heart out. Yeah. Mrs. Jones's death. Um, she headbutts a pane of glass, smashes through it, and all the shards are stuck in her face. Yeah. And yeah. So one of them's in her eye. Yes. That looked that looked really good because I don't I don't remember it cutting away. No, it didn't. It, it just a... her face was fine. Yeah. Into the glass, and suddenly there's glass in her face. Really good practical effects. Yeah. Yeah. There's a wonderful shot. I'm really going to struggle with this, guys. I'm sorry. I'm hopefully will have made it one of the Twitter images. So check out Twitter. <laughs> It's Mark Wahlberg looking out of a tiny window inside of the house. <laughs> it's it's there for a long time. It wasn't funny when he first did it, but it's something about his sad puppy dog little face yeah. sticking out of this window. That's just the funniest fucking thing. Shot from a distance. Shot from a distance. He's there for ages. We don't get a shot of what he's seeing, so it's just like he, he just went there to be sad. There's the whole the the what no yeah. bit, which is just glorious, and nobody talks like that ever yeah i think i'll have one more bit and that is just simply um 
just after the famous, um, why can't anyone give me a minute moment? Mm. A long shot on Wahlberg because he's like, I can figure this out. I'm a scientist. They're, they're attacking us when we're a small group. And he goes on for a little bit. And then as it comes back, everyone's just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <I'm> going back. <laughs> Going back to the other group to help them. Yeah. But it really just looks like they got bored and wandered off. Because they're <laughs> yeah. not going with any urgency. <laughs> they're just wandering away from him as he tries to figure out what's happening. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> just just a moment of pure beauty. So the great the, the moment that I think was the first huge laugh for both of us. We had lots of little laughs, but the first big one for us was Care of Miss Deschanel. Um, and again, unfortunately, of course it was. Of course it was because she is this movie. Um, Shyamalan really found his muse in her, and I, I wish they'd work together again. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Again, unfortunately, I can't do it justice for an audio audio medium because it's pure cinema, really. The 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 hot dog guy, who's also pretty extraordinary because his performance is amazing. Yeah. He at one point turns to he's talking about hot dogs and how great they are. And he turns to Zoe Deschanel, and it's a tight on hot dog guy. And he says, you like hot dogs, don't you? And then it cuts to Zoe Deschanel <laughs> in a mid shot. So shoulders, lots of background. Mm. There's a lot going on around her. She's kind of dwarfed by the scene. She's just very small in the middle of it. And she smiles sweetly, <laughs> shakes her head, and wordlessly mouths the word no. Hard, you hardly see her form yeah. the lips for that mouth sound. Yeah. And you don't hear anything. No, it's a flustered mess. It's just the most positive in the world. No. And then it cuts back to Hot Dog Man. Yeah, and he just carries on without mentioning it. He goes on, oh, by the way, I think I figured out what's happened here. Yeah. And we didn't hear any of the rest of that scene because we were laughing. Yeah. We really were, guys. (laughs) Well, let's talk about what the public have to say about it. Uh, Besotted Geek at Besotted Geek said, uh, I've never seen it. Does that count? (laughs) Yes, that's some time that you spent. I hope he yeah. spent it picking up dog excrement. <laughs> i tell you what, it's Someone's his Wonga thing. <laughs> Besotted Geek went on to say, it's so bad, it has compelled the people who have seen it to warn others, thus not wasting their time. Kind of a public service, and mankind grows closer together. We really grew together there, but I've got to say, I'm going to urge everyone listening to this to please watch The Happening. Maybe don't spend money on it, because that encourages Shyamalan to do more, but find a way of watching The Happening, because... Yeah, fuck me, was it interesting? Well, see, this this is an interest an interesting thing. I I will I will continue with these. Brendan Geely, uh-huh. Geely, uh, Nerd versus World. You're gonna have to tell us how how to pronounce that. I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. I'm a bad man. The the length is mercifully short. It is mercifully short. Yeah. It uh, stays exactly as long as it needs to. And there's a very like negative. Oh, we don't have to see it now. Yeah, and kind of it's thing. very short. And, and and yet I would yes, like you, I would implore people to watch it. <laughs> A, because, you know, it's it's worth seeing how a film can go so wrong, but yes. B, you'll have a lot of laughs. It's so much fun. Watch yeah, it with friends. It's great. And also, don't let N. Night Shyamalan forget about this. He, no. must, he, must be, he must remember. Yeah, don't just pack it away there. <laughs> well, that didn't happen. Anyway, The Visit. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Blokebusters podcast at Blokebusters said it gave us the Nostalgia Critic review. That's always fun. Who? Nostalgia? Oh. I've never, never heard of him. Oh, I don't know. Cinema Bushido. Cinema Bushido. Hi guys, hi friends. Hey, hey. Uh, they say Zoe plus the sound of the wind, a nice road trip. Yeah. Ah, so, yeah. So Zoe something was... for everyone. <laughs> Finally, the smash list at the smash list said there's one answer, and of course it's a gif of what? what? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. So, like we said, we love this, but we are going to talk about better things. The one better thing. 
the one better thing. I see what you did there. Yeah. So, uh, two better things for me. Uh, one oh. very quickly is uh, the TV show Fringe, which really captured the supernatural thriller thing perfectly. The Fringe division of the FBI investigates supernatural yeah. occurrences week in, week out. How does it all fit together? It's Anna Torv uh, from Mindhunter, amongst other things. Um, Joshua <laughs> Jackson, John Noble, Jared Harris, and Lance Ooh. Reddick. Uh, it's an updated X-Files. It really, really pushed the envelope with its concepts. So much fun. Oh. Funny, and it's cool. And it's got John Noble in it. You know, Denethor. Yeah. Um, but for the film, The Lobster is a dystopian masterpiece by Yorgos Lanthimos. Fuck yeah. We're in a dystopian near future. Single people, according to the <laughs> laws of the city, are taken to the hotel, where they're obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days or are transformed into beasts and sent off into the woods. Yorgos Lanthimos now has a bit of a reputation for getting his characters, his actors, to deliver the most bizarrely inhuman... Yes, very... Um, ahuman, I think, is a better word for it. <laughs> um, performances. Dreamlike. Yeah, and, and when it's all about these people trying to find love, mm. um, going about it in these very mechanical um, and sort of just overtly fake ways, yeah. um, it's, it's such a wonderful commentary on the way the humans form relationships. And yeah. as well as that, it actually happens to be intentionally... Hilarious. <laughs> intentionally hilarious yeah. yeah it's it's very very smart completely original yeah um you won't see another film like it yeah until until killing of a sacred deer yes yes um he, i've seen three yorgos lanthimos films uh dogtooth the lobster yes. and um, yes. the killing of a sacred deer yes. and as far as i'm concerned he just gets better with each one absolutely he's, he's just gaining in power with some also stunning performances from um the, the likes of rachel vice um yeah. leia sadow yeah john c Riley. john c Riley. it's an international cast yeah fucking hilarious i think a good a good foil to somebody who's who who says something like they just don't make films like that anymore yeah do they you can say no they make films like this now fuck off <laughs> eat it <laughs> okay. oh great my one bit of thing is lars von trier's melancholia Oof. Yes, it's another sort of very stern look at the end of the world. Um, this one, not funny, really, <laughs> at all. Unless, um, well, apart from the Udo Kier scenes. Uh, yes, Udo Kier lights up the screen as you'd expect him to, but it's Lars von Trier, so it is very dark, very interesting. It's um, it's about the end of the world, really. A big planet called Melancholia is going to crash into Earth, and it's really going to fuck up Kirsten Dunst's wedding. Uh, the twist is, she was already dead inside. <laughs> um, she was already utterly miserable and given up on life and so it doesn't really make much difference to her it, it has a two-act structure the first is the wedding the second is the end of the world yeah um and it's really fun to see kirsten dunce sort of in out of her element in the first half where mm. she's expected to conform to human mm. everyone else's emotions where she is a massive sort of depressive um and then the second half everyone has to sort of exist in her world a world in which death is inevitable and coming soon mm. Um, wonderful performances from Charlotte Gainsborough. Yeah. Um, oh, Stellan Skarsgård yeah. is in there as well. And um, is Kiefer Sutherland um, Charlotte Gainsborough's uh, husband? Oh, yeah. You I, know what? I think you're right, I sir. I think he is, and he's great too. Everyone's fabulous in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautifully shot film. I mean, from its opening sequence, which sort of <laughs> is just incredibly visually striking, it recalls the strongest of his work in sort of Antichrist, a, a bold tableau of human misery. <laughs> It's a wonderful com um, partner piece for the lobster. And that is, believe it or not, the one better thing. <laughs> the one better thing. <laughs> I'm not sure I sold Last on Trier. It's hard to recommend a film like Melancholia. Yeah. It's very hard to recommend Last on Trier. Yeah. The, the, the right people will cotton on to it, I think. I, I hope so. If you absolutely fucking love 
art house cinema, then yeah. there's very few talents that are out that aren't yeah. that are more distinctive than Lars von Trier and Oh yeah. Melancholia is one of my favourites of his. Well if you love some if you love watching movies that are visceral visceral, yeah. emotionally brutal yep. um again films like nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah. You know, then it's me- yeah, melancholy is up there. Yeah. Along with Antichrist. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That was the one better thing. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thank you. We are on Twitter and Facebook, the uh, regular address. Uh your <laughs> friendly neighborhood OGT pods. OGT OGT Pod does whatever an OGT pod can do. Can pods fl- <laughs> It's <laughs> we um had a boardroom come up with that, a committee. Yeah. Paid um, a princely Michael, sum. Michael Gauchino actually worked on it. It was very nice of him. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I thought you were gonna say Michael Knight Sh- Shyamalan. That's <laughs> what the M stands for. Oh fuck, this whole time. Damn, that was the twist. Um <laughs> please, please, please leave us a review. That would be amazing. My novel Dockhead is available on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle for five ninety nine. Well, the Kindle one's cheaper than that because you know oh, what Kindles no. are like. Oh, you don't have to worry about killing yeah. a tree, which will make M Night Shyamalan happy. Yes, but it won't make us happy. Please, no. please get it on paperback. It'll <laughs> last forever. You'll have it forever. Kindles, five years. Yeah, max they... before they rebel against humanity and kill us all. Until the paper apocalypse happens. Oh, fuck me. But that's that far, that's farther off in the distance. They've got a longer way to go. Et to paper. <laughs> Yes. My reviews are all available mostly in paperless form. I am looking to get them printed um, by my long-suffering editor at Screen Mayhem. Um, you can find all the reviews and stuff there. So go check it out. Wonderful. Yeah. I think, I think that's that. I think that is that, unbelievably enough. Yeah. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about the happening is a man offering Zoe Deschanel a metaphorical hot dog and her politely declining it. <laughs> <laughs>